Welcome to Resoul Rebels Radio, the show for anyone who has the guts to engage with the unknown while we get to know more about who we are. In the second Light Language Lab series, I continue to explore light language. We'll keep exchanging the magic of the codes. Together, we'll remember, liberate and integrate more and more of our fullest multidimensional potential. Let's set out as one tribe of pioneers on adventure. This is a conversation episode where my special guests share how they unwrap their unique expression. What can we learn from their stories? And of course, besides talking about it, we'll get to listen to what we created in my experimental lab space. In today's episode, my guest is Sandra, also known as Akura, a beautiful German soul sister, psychic medium, light language artist and spiritual teacher. She is here to help understand our soul tasks as starseeds and to help us strengthen it. She does this in many, many forms, like by reading into your Akashic records, all with the aim to unlock our keys and create the new 5D Earth together. In this conversation episode, we talk about how it is to experience being a starseed from the age of four and not being able to talk about it. How she tried to ignore her at that time scary gifts. How everything shifted when she almost took her life. How the darkest nights can ignite our light. And how psychic gifts are like muscles you can train. She also talks about how she depicts the origin of our light languages and her own. How self-worth is crucial to stepping into service. And last but not least, how we probably met as cats. In the lab space, Sandra sent me a Syrian light language transmission to step into dialogue with. We talk and sing to you from this space, activating your memory, your keys, to help step into power and embody what needs to be done. Serious tends to be a bit serious, so we bring balance with some soothing tones so you can let it slide in with ease. Enjoy. So, Akura or Sandra, welcome to the show. Actually, it's both. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so welcome. It's really an honor to have you here and to meet you also like this on Zoom after our first um, meetings in the comments on social mm -hmm. media. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's so nice how it's all unfolding. And um, yeah, it's always a bit of a... Um, a challenge to start the interview because I feel excited to ask you like thousands of questions all at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> which is of course impossible. Um, but what I noticed when I uh, visited your website, which we're mm -hmm. going to put in the show notes so everybody can check out there where to find you. Um, what I noticed is that the codes and your gifts have been in your life for such a long time also in your awareness mm -hmm. because you said it started when you were four years old yes mm -hmm. i i remembered yes that it is not real i looked into my hands and i questioned myself and i felt this is not me it's it's an avatar Hmm. And I realized that when I was four years or three years, yes. Wow, that's like the moment when you're first able to actually be aware mm -hmm. at all, like of your memories and stuff. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. I had my first thoughts and I was aware of them, yeah, that I have thoughts. And I had an out-of-body experience and then I saw myself sitting on the chair 
and I drank apple juice. <laughs> wow. And then I returned back and then I looked into my hands and then I felt this is not me. Hmm. So you felt that your human personality is not mm-hmm. who you are within. Yes. Of course, I I felt it that it is not me, and I felt home on another place. Hmm. And I had some visions. I remembered other dimensions, other places, other systems. But it was complicated to put it into words when I was a child. Yeah, I, for me, it still is complicated to put it into words. That's <laughs> yes, why I'm so happy there. <laughs> I'm so happy there's light language, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because then, yes, then, you, then you can put it into words that go beyond the cognitive. So you, we skip that problem. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, um, because all of those experiences are very interesting and I, I, I assume also very mm, disruptive when you're that small or how was it for you? to have these experiences? Were you able to um, share them? And of course, I read your story, but the listeners uh, didn't. So there's also going to be some overlap. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, how how was it for you? Do you remember emotionally? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt this homesickness so that I'm not from this place. My soul told me it's not my home. Yeah, I, I felt always this homesickness. Then I had visions of other planets or other dimensions. Sometimes I saw cosmic beings around me too, especially Mm -hmm. before when I went into sleep, then I saw them in the night and many different beings appeared. And I had no clue who they are. A few of them felt familiar to me. For example, there were turquoise beings (laughs) that had a turquoise skin. They felt familiar to me sometimes baddies appeared as well mm-hmm. and they um, were not so nice honestly they scared me because I had sleep paralysis many times when I was a child mm. and sometimes I saw also very bright and lightful beings and actually hmm, not it was just normal for me but um, it was like strange for me that I can't talk with anybody about this so I felt very alone yeah. So and I kept that as a secret one day when I figured out when I talk about it and other people don't see it or they said it's not true, it's just a dream. So then I questioned myself, so maybe it's for real, not real. So I was very alone with this, honestly. Yeah, and it also makes you, I estimate, very insecure about your the truth of your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what helped you to, yeah, to sort of overcome this or to move oh. forward? It was a very complicated process, honestly, because I grew up in a very Catholic, Catholic family. Mm-hmm. So and when I talked about it, so then, you know, oh, that's Lucifer, Satan. So that's occultism. It's not good. So it scared me more. So, oh, my gosh. But actually, you were born with this connection and then people call you evil. Yeah, that's evil. Then I felt ashamed of myself. So mm-hmm. and I tried to um, quit or I don't want to see that. I want don't want to remember. And when I was a teenager, I always tried to fit in. I spent so much time in fit in so that I look normal. Yeah, I felt it even when I was a child, my hands, children called me, I have frog hands. I have hands like a frog or like an ET intuitively. So, and for me, it was Hmm. Now I understand it better. But when I was a child, I believed that they're using swear words. So it hurted me because I had always this bad feeling I'm not normal, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm not fitting in. And that's what I tried when I was a teenager. And I can remember because I was so focused on it. I want to be normal. I want to be normal. I tried to fit in. Then I received almost no information or I ignored it. I ignored it. No, it's not there. 
Yeah, but, but I had these visions. You still had the visions, but you were trying to block them. Yeah, to block them. They are not true. They are not true. Yeah, it's evil. It's not true. I'm going crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It sounds almost <laughs> like, you know, um, that in these countries or or decades ago when when you would hear these stories about that they try to, if, if a person is gay, for instance, to mm -hmm. like cure them from this horrible disease, mm -hmm. you know, like this, like, yeah, horrible. Mm -hmm. And, 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 um, mm, what, what were the pivotal moments if you have them because maybe it wasn't that like push maybe it's just a, like a smooth process but mm. or not smooth but like a you know yes no peaks necessarily but were there pivotal moments where things started to shift for you back into yes. your um yeah your origins mm -hmm. when i was 18 years old then i had a suicidal trial Because I, a suicidal trial, I mm -hmm. tried to take my own life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So because I believed I'm wrong and I was the black sheep everywhere, and I believed I'm wrong. And then I heard a very lovely voice speaking to me. She spoke to me and she told me, please don't do that. So you are needed. You will never experience these positive things here in life. Please give life a chance. And then I quit. And then I had something like a, yeah, a, a waking up. I felt a shift. And then I looked at my life because I always tried to fit in. I wanted to be a normal woman as well. And I always felt I want to have short hair, for example. <laughs> I'm more androgen as well. So and I felt it. And then step by step by step by step, I wanted to return back, back. And I wanted to remember who am I? And I said yes to myself. Mm. I went to the hairdresser, for example, bush, and then I cut my hair off. I changed my style. I changed my diet, everything. And then I was, I think, 23 years mm -hmm. or 24. Then um, somebody added a video and said, Sandra, you have to watch this video. I think it will explain your life. And it was a video about Syrians, mm -hmm. Syrian starseed. And I never spoke English <laughs> my entire life. And I was like, hey, what is that? It's English, Syrian starseed, what is that? But he said, I have to watch this video. And I felt this, this attraction. My heart said, yes, watch this video. And then I watched this video and I cried because it explained my entire life and everything mm. what I knew, even when I was a child, it explained everything. Wow. And then I had something like an awakening and then I was guided to all the species. I wanted to know them all. I searched up for Syrians, Pleiadians, Lyrans, all these groups. And I felt normal again and I felt safe. And then <laughs> I saw more people like me. I'm not the only one. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're more like me. Yeah. Because But how people, old are you now to give me a frame of reference? Thir uh, 32. 32. Okay, so this mm -hmm. is like uh, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so happy you, you found your your community on time. Yes. And yeah. then this lovely being came to you and you heard her. It sounds like a she. Yeah, yeah. she was a woman. Yeah. Mm, wow, what a ride. Um, mm, I'm impressed by your story. <laughs> And um, um, yeah, so when you heard the Syrian message, was it also in light language or was it like a, a talk about It was a video. Yeah, it was a talk about Syrians. Hmm. Typical characteristics, the mission, the music was just beautiful, and the pictures. They added dolphin pictures and oceans and Lemuria as well. Hmm. And it was like, oh yes, I know them. I know this. And the music, it was just a beautiful message. 
But I think it fits to almost every starseed, honestly. It was a, a message to starseeds, actually, but actually it was a video for Syrians. But actually, it would touch every starseed. Hmm. Yeah, I also had it one time when I watched a beautiful um, piece on Andromedans. Mm -hmm. Really felt like, wow, that's my family. Wow. But oh, then beautiful. I already knew I was mm -hmm. a starseed. I already had like this idea it was already in my in my field mm -hmm. and and how in all this um did you discover light language mm -hmm. for circa four years ago i started ah. to talk intuitively yeah it was step by step by step by step i remember more and more and more and more And especially when my twin flame and me met each other, I re had a push again. It pushed me again to, to have the connection more. So, and then I discovered light language and I started to talk intuitively. Then oh. I researched, yeah, for some videos on YouTube and then I saw more people like me. I always received the message Syrian light language, Syrian language. So, and then I searched up for YouTube and then I saw, oh, there are other people that they speak in this language. Mm -hmm. uh, it was intuitively I was guided to this, yeah. Oh, wow. So, but that's that's so uh, special to me because you, you made like from four years old <laughs> to 28 with all these psychic abilities and um so all, also four years of knowing that you're a starseed mm -hmm. but you never heard light language in those years no <laughs> <laughs> no That's i reacted odd. when i when i listened to music for example so then i felt yeah, a deep connection to the sounds to these tones But I never had the idea to speak in that language, no, or to, to speak in this um, language, no. Mm. Mm -hmm. But you did hear it. it was... Yes, sometimes too, oh, yeah. Okay. Or when yeah. I heard Egyptian language, then I felt a connection. So it was like, mm, mm. this feels familiar to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, like the, the, the way they speak it nowadays still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so interesting. I love the stories uh, that everybody have around how they discovered it. And um, what I find very fascinating also in your case is that you always know the origin mm -hmm. of where your uh, language comes from. Mm -hmm. How, well, it's of course, I as I ask it, I know it's kind of a silly question, but how do you know? <laughs> Uh -huh. It's for me very simple. I tune into the energy of our cosmic sisters and brothers. Mm -hmm. So I close my eyes, for example, when I started to do it. So I close my eyes and I tune into the stars and into their energy. And then mm -hmm. I start to talk. So and I practice that. So that's why I know, okay, that's the Syrian energy. That's the Arcturian energy. Because I tune into their frequency and then I translate their frequency. Mm. Okay, so you do it in that order. Mm -hmm. You first you first pick a star system and then mm -hmm. you say like, okay, let me focalize you guys. Yes, of course, in which messages are coming through. Mm -hmm. Ah, nice. Yeah, I I um I just start, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I have this thing with the shower, also just now <laughs> with working on our transmission. Oh, okay. I did a whole piece and then in the shower I got like new ideas. So then, <laughs> then I have to like all still soaking wet. I have to get out and get mm -hmm. my phone like to get like a piece so that I can continue <laughs> continue when I'm nice and dry again, you know. Interesting, the... yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I I um then I'm able to ask because then I have sometimes a feeling like is this from there? Is it from there? And then mm -hmm. I ask my uh, crystal. I ask my oh. uh, I ask uh, my my crystal. It's a Lemurian golden healer, mm -hmm. and she seems to know everything. So cool. 
<laughs> and then you receive the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I also I also asked about us, which would be like nice because you you this is one of your modalities, right? This is one of your services to give people star seed origin readings. Mm-hmm. I saw, which is it always attracts my curiosity mm-hmm. to know all of them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Isakai can read them too. <laughs> The only thing is that you can only answer with yes and no and neutral. <laughs> as long as I don't get that bored, you know, with all the letters. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. probably then she can answer everything. <laughs> yeah, so I asked her if we know each other also from uh, the Seraphim realm. And she mm-hmm. said she said it's neutral. So this is always <laughs> this is always interesting because I I feel the stone sort of knows that from our human perspective we like to make all these you know categories. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then when it's not really that category, she'd be like, "Yeah, it's not really your category, but also not really not." <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> so, but we do know each other from Andromeda. Yes, or we, maybe we both have Andromedan roots and Lemurian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an incarnation on Andromeda too. Yeah, I have more than one connection with Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, Andromeda too. It's so funny because people call me in so many different ways. <laughs> there are people that call me you are Syrian. Other people say you are Pleiadian. Other people say I'm Andromedan. There are people that call me Octurian. <laughs> Yeah, but we are so much. And welcome to the yeah. multidimensional stuff, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. And I can always say, yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. I'm Pleiadian yeah. as well. I'm Syrian as well. Well, I'm not Pleiadian, actually. I only traveled through the Pleiades. <laughs> so yeah. I was like a tourist saying, hi, guys. I'm traveling. I'm traveling through. I only want to say hi. <laughs> yeah. And I also got uh, Syrian roots. Um but for instance, uh, I I checked Orion, and I already I already thought uh, probably not Orion, and then the stone said no, not Orion. <laughs> no, no, I don't get it by you <laughs> either. Mm-mm. No, yeah. So, and what I also found fascinating is that you have so many beautiful um, services. You do Akashic mm-hmm. record readings. You do the Starseed origin readings. You do healings, clearings removing implants, so many mm-hmm. things. And um, um, since how long, um, let me put it this way, how did you discover your modalities? Mm-hmm. How did you discover, because it's, for me at least, it was quite a magical, but also really quite a, a journey to to be able to translate all these gifts into something that people could benefit from yes of course realize that it is a benefit or that it is a ability there was a very hard way because i experienced totally the opposite of that so i went through the darkness i believed i'm wrong i'm the black sheep mm-hmm. and when i had this moment when i was 18 years old then it was like, okay, now I'll return him back to my origins again, step by step by step. And through this process, I discovered more and more and more my abilities. And what I did was too, I tuned into my childhood again. Hmm. So what was one of my abilities? Or I always yeah. wanted to sing, for example. I wanted to sing, always. But I grew up in a family in which it was forbidden to sing. So it was for me, it was horrible. Hmm. Yeah, but I felt I always wanted to sing and I I um, studied my childhood. For example, I always saw entities so that I channel or that I see the aura or that I had out-of-body experiences or sometimes I saw spaceships as well when I was a child. So hmm. I was very in this. That's why I figured that out more and more and more. But actually, these are my gifts. So I was born with this gift, mm-hmm. for example. And that's how I figured it out, that this is uh, my gift or my ability here. And I trained that muscle again, like yeah, everyone. It's, it's really like yeah. a muscle, huh? Yes, it's like you go into the gym. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Yes, I noticed this since I've been doing it. Like there's so much progress also in the sensitivity. Of course. Yeah. And I'm I'm also so excited from how it's going to continue because we keep training, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, we are all in training. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but with your body in the gym you sort of know what you can can achieve, but in this field it's like well, we let's don't see. Know. <laughs> let's see what's about to happen. Bring on the magic. <laughs> yeah. So you had these, um, your gifts were coming online. Mm -hmm. And how did you make the step to, um, to actually like get a client to pilot it on? Or how did you go about that? Because the listeners are also many times people who are like, in the same type of journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like for me, I had to go through this process again because I believed I'm not worthy. So mm. for me, it was complicated to say, hey, I offered this service because I believed I'm not worthy. So mm. I grew up in a very narcissistic family. So, and I always believed I'm the black sheep. So, and I had always to go through this process through the darkness, and I experienced the opposite of that. So it was not so easy to say, hey, I offer this service. And it has started for four or five years ago with my old YouTube channel. I, yeah. I started to talk about it, and I said, hey, I'm offering readings. So, And I did it for donation first because I wanted to know, too, is it my ability? Are my visions true? And then there were people that contacted me and it was just for donation at first. Mm -hmm. And then I trained my muscles or I was in contact with other star seeds too. And they did the same, they, um, that remote viewing, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we trained, we helped each other and supported each other. Then we did each other past life reading, right? And we were star seeds and we supported each other too. Oh, wow, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. And what helped you to um, get yourself, to trick yourself into starting your YouTube channel or to start? <laughs> that's also a process. I started to do it when I was 23 or 24 years old. Mm -hmm. I had many different channels before. Yeah, and it was very complicated to share my face. <laughs> On I YouTube. know. What, what, what made it complicated very, for you? I was so scared because I believed always I'm the black sheep and people will laugh at me. Yeah. So, and I, I wanted to break my comfort zone. That was my goal. And I wanted to return back because I observed my childhood and actually I loved it to talk. But everyone told me I have to be silent. Yeah. So, and then I had to go back to my childhood to, to be a little bit like a child again. And then I discovered I love it so much to talk to people and to connect with people. That is not me to stay always at home and, and I'm hiding myself in my room. That is not me. And I had to go through this process. And then I always did things. And actually, I was scared to do that. And then I created my first YouTube channel. Wow. And I recorded my first uh, videos with a webcam. <laughs> Because I had no clue how it is working. And then I started to talk. I created vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's just like a start before you're ready kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. 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 I remember the first clip I put on Facebook. It was like, uh, I have lesbian friends. Uh -huh. and, they, and they said to me, Iris, we had a coming out. But your coming out on Facebook, that was like way beyond what we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> because I was there in a onesie with a friend of mine and we were doing like not the most easy light language. We were really like mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole galaxy was there, you know. <laughs> and I was in my onesie and it was just yeah, crazy. Cool. And then the funny thing was I recorded it um, without uh, thinking that we that we would publish it. Mm -hmm. So I was feeling very, you know, safe. <laughs> okay. Wow, and interesting. After, afterwards, the friend of mine, she said, Dimfi, uh, Dimfi Peter, she said, you're going to put this on Facebook tonight, aren't you? I was like, 
No, 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 I wasn't planning. Well, that's the <laughs> challenge. No, you have to. It was the solstice of 21. So it was uh, the, the winter solstice, which was... Mm -hmm. a, no, mm -hmm. it's too important it's for the energy of this time. The people, they, they need to... You, we have to publish it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was really like with my eyes closed, like, oh, present. Like... <laughs> But you don't understand. None of these friends of mine know this. They're gonna like wow, un cool. unfriend me, you know, like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I understand. But I have to say, when I started to talk about spirituality on my YouTube channel, yeah, because I went through the opposite that I always was the black sheep, and I wanted to take my own life because of that. Someday I had this this point of view. I don't care a little bit. It's too well, yeah. important for me. I hide myself for so long and I tried to fit in into society. So I don't care about this anymore. Wow. So my family knows my videos and they see me speaking a light language so they don't yeah. get it till day and it is okay <laughs> because for them it's more important that I'm happy and I'm healthy. Yeah, that's yeah? great. They don't get, so they, they don't are get supporting. It. They are supporting. Yeah, Even they are watching me more, I have to say. Yeah, they oh, are curious. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but they don't get it because they're still Catholic, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So and the other people, so I'm only in contact with people which are star seeds too. So, and um, I was guided to them intuitively. Mm -hmm. So, and then I always was surrounded by uh, empaths or star seeds, light workers, because I... I was focused on them. My heart guided me. And yeah. I met many of them, for example, on vegan events in Germany. Mm -hmm. Even when they are not awakened, but you have a connection intuitively. We we remember, we recognize each other intuitively, even when many star seeds are not um, awakened, but we recognize each other. Yeah. So and the connection is still is this there. We like each other. And I've met so many starseeds on vegan events or raw vegan events, on um, mm -hmm. side trans festivals as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're In everywhere. Alternative communities, yeah. yeah. Starseeds are more guided to alternative communities because so many starseeds have the same thing. They try to fit in into society, but they feel something is not quite good or something is strange, and they always want to find their home. That's why they are guided to alternative communities because mm -hmm. they feel more safe there. Yeah, the safety thing. Yeah, it's interesting for me because I never, well, of course, there's always wanting to fit in and wanting to stand out. Mm. But I always had a problem to um, adjust so I, I I didn't want to adjust so I was that kid in school that when I was eight years old I decided to um become like punkster mm -hmm. yes yeah so my and I, and I didn't want it straight I wanted to be like you know messy <laughs> messy and then I I wanted to start with some colors and I thought black would be the safest color to start with which was of course like freaking the parents out like oh, we don't know if you can go with Iris play at home but I I sort of enjoyed being different or something yes but I I didn't have these astral projections maybe it's because i was brought up with um it was very normal at home to like maybe remember reincarnations or that mm -hmm. sort of thing we would celebrate um, the seasons with all sorts of rituals and stuff so maybe it was because it was already there in the home yeah yes of course well, not, I figured not, not the light too, language and stuff, but... Yeah, of course. And I figured out, too, that many artists, for example, they are channeling the energies yes. by them. And yes. even the style, the clothes, it reminds me many times of our cosmic sisters and brothers. So I was guided to Gothic, for example, when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, like metal and, and Gothic a lot. So and I wanted to have black hair, too, and... <laughs> I wore yeah. boots and all this stuff, right? And I always felt this deep connection to this band, to symphonic metal, for example. It, it reminded me of something. 
And I, I see the same. So many artists are channeling our cosmic sisters, sisters and their frequencies. Yeah. But I think it's intuitive. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting that you, you, you make the connection between the Gothic and the symphonic and the way you sing, I, it matches totally. And <laughs> I, I have this thing with, uh, I always use a lot of techno. Yeah, techno too, but, yeah. <laughs> but if I look back at it, I was just dancing like a Native American around the fire, you know, but no, not knowing that you can actually do that and get a shamanic drum. So I was just like dancing on techno and a lot of my shamanic friends uh, had the same. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like, you know, you want to express yourself, but you're trying to find like a, a platform or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it sounds actually like such a blessing in disguise also, because I was wondering while you're telling this story, it's, it seems like very, um, a very restrictive story, but mm -hmm. uh, your, your childhood. Um, mm -hmm. But as I listen to you, it seems like it ignited the, the, the kind of, well, fuck you, I'm going to express myself <laughs> fully. On a yes. ship, like you know, that it actually was your it pressed you down so hard that it liberated you fully. That's how it comes across. Is that for you? How do you feel at that? Yes, of course. That? Yeah, I see always lights and shadows. So, and when you experience so much darkness and shadows, there is always so much light behind it, and that is the gift always. So, when a thunderstorm is coming, the sun will shine too. Yeah. So, yeah. and I feel that's the journey here on earth. So, and I see it from this perspective that I bring my light more to shine. I, I shine it more through the darkness. So be the light in the darkness. Yeah. Beautiful. And do you also feel by now at home too on this beautiful planet? Yes. Mm. It was, it was a long way, honestly. And many starseeds, they have this problem. They want to go back home. They try to take off. Um, but yeah. we are here with our avatar. So there's a reason why we said yes to this avatar and to this simulation here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we said yes to every little piece of crap too, I believe. <laughs> yeah. You yes. Know, to, to grow it into, like to make... Uh, to make uh, beautiful flowers from the from the shit, you know, the mess. Yes, yes, conversion. of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, and along my astral travels, when I saw myself as a galactic being, um, many cosmic sisters and brothers, they want to incarnate here on Earth. They want to, and they are curious. Yeah. And when we tell them, <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's not always fun here on Earth. You have pain and maybe you will cry and... <laughs> You know, all these so emotions and the density. Emotions, <laughs> yeah, they don't get it so much, but they are all curious. They yeah. all want to go down to earth. Well, it's kind of a party to have a body, <laughs> even though it's aching sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, of course. have the senses, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> hmm. mm -hmm. um, we're closing in uh, on the end of the interview and I have two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, um, what is the best advice um, you ever got in your life to to be on this journey? Mm -hmm. Be the light in the darkness. Be the light and in hope. the darkness. Yeah, hope and love. So this is always motivating me. Hmm. Yeah, beautiful. And then the last question is the onesie question. You know what a onesie is, huh? <laughs> you it's will that, see. It's that, it's that whole suit that I have on, mm -hmm. on Facebook, like with the deer suit. Yeah. Now, now the question is for you. If you were able to completely go overboard and express yourself as a onesie, so sort of as a creature, Mm-hmm. And you can mix creatures even. What would you look like? What would your onesie look like? I think um, I'm a cat. I think a cat or a lioness. 
I think that's what I choose. Yeah. And any specific color or print? Gold, gold, golden fear, golden aura. Oh, wow. Green eyes. Beautiful. Yeah. And what is the cat symbolizes for you or the lioness? What's your, what's your um, affiliation with this beautiful animal? Mm. It's like these are our ancestors, the Lyran family. It's like when I tune into their energies, like I see my parents, <laughs> my mm. ancestors. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know the Lyran. I don't know much about the Lyrans. Is that more the, the cat kind of yeah. species? Yes, yes. Mm, so interesting. I always believe I was a cat in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, maybe I know you from there. <laughs> yeah, maybe we know each other from there. <laughs> we were both purring, you know, like oh, the sun outside when they were doing the pyramids and stuff. And Yeah, maybe. Many people told me that, which uh, can see energies. They say, you look like an Egyptian cat. <laughs> oh, wow. Energetically, yes. <laughs> we found it. And it, it was probably one of our best lives because I think they treated those cats like really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. <laughs> okay, great closing. And um, yeah, yeah. at this point, uh, y- you didn't listen yet to the transmission, but mm-hmm. can you still share something on um, on what you felt when you were doing the transmission? I felt a deep connection. It was very intuitive. And I started to talk with my heart. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I really felt you when I uh, was answering back. It felt like a, mm-hmm. reu- it felt like a reunion. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll find more words when we are able to listen back to it, both of us. Mm-hmm to introduce it to the listeners thank you so much for your time and for your being (laughs) thank you very much for inviting me to your show it was much fun to talk to you yes okay ciao 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 bye listeners (laughs) bye bye (laughs) welcome to the lab space You are about to receive a sound journey and light co-transmission. A journey like this is best listened to with earphones, an open mind and an open heart. Remember, it's not about the musicality. It's really about feeling the energy, the frequency. First, I'll guide you through three minutes of grounding work. After that, the transmission will start. Of course you can listen anywhere. The best way to soak it all up is to lie down or sit in meditation posture with a straight back. See what works for you so you can fully surrender to the magic of the codes. Let's shortly ground ourselves to get in this receptive mode. Let's breathe in and out a couple of times together. Of course, keep breathing and every out breath you sink deeper, deeper into your body. Uh, We're going to let roots spiral deep into the earth, moving from our feet, going down, down, moving through the mycelium, passing the earth crystals, moving down, down into the core of the earth mother earth's heart into her lava hot like the sun ah so much energy so much warmth gulp it up 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 letting any leftover debris in your system evaporate effortlessly 
while we move up, up, up through the soles of our sweet feet. Feel how they are anchored like a tree, firm and still ready to be moved by the wind. Feel your lovely legs that carry you every day. Let them fill up with the nourishing lava-like nectar, connecting, aligning with this beautiful planet that is our home. Breathe in through your base, through your genitals, your belly. Let it rise to your heart, the one that always beats for you. Let it move up, up to your chest, your throat, your head, your crown, connecting to the sky and your sky-like nature mind, expanding, connecting to all our other homes in this universe. Become the tree a beautiful ancient tree with your leaves, your rooftop of leaves extending into the cosmos and your roots extending into the earth, creating a gorgeous cycle, a gorgeous bubble to be in, protected, letting in only that which serves your highest good and highest purpose. And you're ready. Mm-hmm. 
你带我，海皮闹是我客人。
to welcome you back ground into where you are your location on this beautiful planet feel your feet wiggle your toes 
Move your fingers. Make a nice stretch. Do whatever you feel is nice for your body. To come back into your beautiful body. It carries you everywhere without complaining. Well, not too much. Yes. And be sure to drink some water. And you're back. So that was it for today. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe. If you like to support the show, leave a review at Apple Podcasts. This also helps others find it. Every other two weeks, we'll put up new episodes on Fridays. Of course, I'm curious to know how you experience this or what you'd like to experience. I love hearing from you. For details on where to find me or my guests, please check the show notes or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time and be well meanwhile.